Hi, this is Danielle Prada, the host of Sip in Soma, a podcast where I chat with inspirational people from South Orange and Maplewood, New Jersey, who are connecting, collaborating, and contributing to our communities. Check out the podcast on the web at sipinsoma.com, on Instagram, and on Facebook. I look forward to chatting with you soon. Thank you for listening to Sip in Soma this week. This is your host, Danielle Parada, and I'm very excited to bring you today's episode. We have done about 17 episodes, and I say we because I have a cadre of people who have been supporting and helping me with these episodes and encouraging me along the way. Uh, So thank you to all of you out there. And now that I've done 17 episodes, I'm thinking about how to bring the podcast to the next level. One way is that I am moving my interview space for the month of, well, the end of November to the, for the end of the December to the holiday pop-up shop on South Orange Avenue. I think it's going to be an amazing, amazing month full of wonderful events. I'm excited to partner with Amy Howlett and Deb Engel of Soma General Store, along with a an immense, incredible group of women who are working on the steering committee and tons of other people who are helping us along the way. It is an exciting adventure, and I will be bringing you interviews, uh, live conversations, and just a whole lot of support to help you to shop local this season and all the time. Let's bring those dollars back to our community and support the local businesses. Um Today's interview is actually a repeat from the summer as I take the next two weeks to go under construction and make sure we're ready for the launch of the pop-up shop. I wanted to share with you again my conversation with Robin Peacock from Mend, New Jersey. Uh, Robin is the executive director and is doing amazing work to support uh, local food pantries and Um, that are all over Essex County and in our two towns. There are other organizations that are doing such amazing work. There's always an opportunity to donate. Um, If you're on the Facebook group, Feed So Many, or if you go to rent party events uh, once a month to listen to some great music and give to a great cause, then you are helping with the food insecurity in our town. So... Uh, Check out the interview with MEND, uh, New Jersey's Executive Director, Robin Peacock, and hear about how the thoughtfulness that's going into solving these problems is just amazing, and it's something that we can all be supportive of. So, thank you. Enjoy the interview. Hi, everybody. I'm so excited today. Brand new interview. I'm talking to Robin Peacock today. She is the executive director of MEND. And I would love to say that I do really great research and I know all about my guests before they come on, but I know Robin in a real personal way, but I don't know that much about MEND, so I'm gonna have her introduce herself and tell us about MEND. Thank you. Um, So the first thing everyone says is MEND, MEND, you're helping MEND, and I say no, we're helping everyone. MEND actually stands for Meeting Essential Needs with Dignity. And the organization is a nonprofit that's been around for almost 40 years. And it's really a network of 17 food pantries in Essex County. So our role is really to support those pantries and help them 
basically do more with their limited resources that they have. So, and I could just keep talking. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay. I'm going to stop you right there because uh, the thing that blew me away yeah. is that you said it's been around for 40 years. And that seems just kind of crazy to me because I feel like I only heard about it last year when you said you were becoming the executive director. And I was like, wait, of what? Of men? <laughs> what is that what organization? Is and so tell us a little bit about how now I see you all over the place. So how are you coming to life in this very um, public way? So that was a deliberate decision. Um, we, you know, we've existed for a long time, but our role up until the last few years has been very behind the scenes. We basically um, worked with Catholic Charities to some extent. We had an employee of theirs who was the MEND coordinator, and she really helped kind of move food that came through Catholic Charities, but she was really 20% devoted to MEND. And so we have seen over the years that the need has really grown and grown for the pantries. The numbers of people coming have you know, grown. The, the types of food we're focusing on, um, we've deliberately started focusing on more like fresh and healthy food through yeah. the pantries. So we knew that we needed to oh, sorry, um, do more outreach and get more visible really quickly. Um, and so we started writing some grant requests a couple years ago, and that helped put us a little bit more on the radar. And then a couple of years ago, we also got a school bus donated to us, yes. which, which sounds kind of random, but we had been speaking to people about transportation and how it's a real challenge for our pantries. Um, you know, the, the pantry managers do a ton with the limited sort of time they have, and they're all volunteers, Yeah, you know, and, and so most of their time is really spent on the day-to-day, -day, like food purchasing, food distribution, you know, helping clients, getting to know their clients. What they're not able to do is really get sort of beyond their immediate communities to maybe the food bank, or now we're working with some farms, or sort of just beyond their hyper-local area yeah. with cars, volunteers, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. So so we were talking to people about that as a general challenge, and this fellow came along and said, hey, I have a school bus. Would you want Would you want a school bus? And because we're a nonprofit, we like to say yes. You know, we say yes. We'll take it. We'll figure it out. You know, um, and over the last two years, it has really evolved into a new program called the Green Bean. Yes. So I was just talking to Robin right before we went on the air, and I said, you know, the air. Yeah. <laughs> the pod. The pod. Um, I said, you know, I feel like your social media is blowing up. And who's doing all of that? And she said, me. And I I said, that was one of the, the most exciting things for me because that's how I could tell she was really into it and really passionate about it. Yeah. But I see the bean everywhere. The bean. All over Instagram. And it Facebook. has its own Instagram account. Yes. yes it does. Um, that was new for me. You know, I'm not of the Instagram generation, so I had to learn it. And I have a couple interns now who help me. Um, yes. But, you know, so the bus is called the Green Bean, and you have to see it to really get it. But it's painted bright green, and it's adorned with, like, decals of fruits and vegetables all over it. With the idea being that we want to emphasize more healthy foods and access to fresh food for everybody. Um, and so we are building the program now, but we spent the last year really converting the bus um, getting funding for it. Work, we worked with the Junior League of the Oranges and Short Hills to give us some volunteer power. Wow. They kind of did the sourcing of the shelving. So the inside is all outfitted with shelving and bins and coolers. And then the outside is this bright, colorful, you know, display. 
And we're now really looking for places that want to host it for, we call it Stuff the Bean. Yeah. Yes. So what do you yeah. do to Stuff the Bean and where can we find the bean? Oh, it's it's going to be all over. Um, <laughs> so really we're trying to find partners that want to host it first. Um, we actually are bringing it to Stop and Shop in South Orange this Friday, which Yay. is super exciting. Or, well, I don't know when this will air, but Friday the 13th. Um, and we are giving little grocery lists to people to shop for us and fill the bean. And the idea is, you know, we meet monthly with our food pantry managers. And so we have really specific details about the types of food they want and we survey them, right? So last month we asked them and everyone, not surprisingly, wants fresh produce. The challenge they face is they don't have space to store it or refrigeration. Right. So we'll use the green bean to do stuff the bean events for the non-perishable stuff they want. There's a lot of demand for low sugar cereal, shelf stable milk, peanut butter, um, those are kind of the biggies, tuna a little bit, things that are expensive for them to buy and that they don't always get donated through food drives. Typically they'll get like soups or veggies or fruits, sorry. Um, (laughs) And so we're trying to use the green bean at events to kind of fill in the other non-perishable community events and then we're going to go buy the fresh produce and then basically, basically then bring the green bean with all of those things filled with it to a pantry to do a distribution. That's so exciting. Yes. So, and we actually have our first distribution coming event, uh, distribution event coming up on the 17th. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. So the pantries are excited and, you know, it's all a little whirlwind. Like we're definitely trying to get out there more on social media. We have, um, we actually have the Makos are swimming for us as their swimathon. You know, we're going to benefit from that from a fundraising perspective. So we're definitely like, Finding support in South Orange and Maplewood, which is great. That's great. Yeah. So um, I guess, guys, I'm going to be putting up, like, a whole thing about this. And then before <laughs> we go to be a live podcast where I'll let you all know about how you can stuff the bean. You can stuff the bean. We're actually building a schedule now. So um, we'll probably put it up on our Instagram feed once it's all ready. But sure. we definitely – we're in – I mean, I will say we're in a pilot phase. We're trying to test it out. Um, we actually brought it to Tuscan Elementary in June. Oh. And it was really well received. The kids all got to get on the bus and take a tour. We um, asked for four specific items, and the kids all brought that. So so it was really nice. So we'd love to roll it out to the schools because we think it would be a great way for kids to kind of engage, you know. And and we talk about hunger in the area, but we do it in a way that's age-appropriate. And the kids get really excited because, you know, they want to ask questions about the bus and how did we get it to look like that. So it's a nice... It's a nice opportunity for volunteer engagement. Great. You know, so it's it's exciting. So let's talk a little bit about hunger in our area. I mean, what could you tell me about South Orange and Maplewood and, and what's happening here? And then, you know, we could talk a little bit later about how people can help in other ways, you know, help mend in other ways. Yeah, so we have, um, you know, I don't know how familiar people are, but we have two mend pantries in Maplewood and South Orange. One is at St. Joe's Church in Maplewood, and one is Our Lady of Sorrows in South Orange. And they operate, um, South Orange actually operates every Saturday. So it's a pretty busy pantry. Um, It's open every Saturday from 9 to 11.30, I believe. So there's opportunity for volunteers. There's actually a sign-up genius I can send to you, but um, for people that want to show up and do a quick, you know, kind of help out um, volunteer gig. And then St. Joe's is open the third Saturday of every month. So, you know, not just specific to this area, but certainly true here too. The numbers are growing. The numbers of people coming to the pantries, unfortunately, (laughs) are still growing. Um, 
we're seeing a lot of kids. I mean, we don't they don't actually bring their kids to the pantry. Right. But we track the numbers of people in the household. Yeah. So we can tell, you know, how many kids under 18 are being served. And we used to hover around a third of the numbers we served, and now it's climbing up to almost 40%. So that's one trend that we're seeing, which is kind of unfortunate. Um, We also serve a lot of working poor. So because of the high cost of living in this area, it's a lot of people that actually, that are working, but they just don't have enough to cover everything. Right. Um, And so food is usually what kind of drops off. They'll pay the rent, you know, in the winter, pay the heating bill. Um, the car and the phone, you know, because they want to be able to communicate with their work and all of that and daycare. And then food is usually last on the list. And so, you know, that's, that's where we can help. Um, you know, the pantries are small, so they can't stock tons and tons of stuff, but they operate regularly enough that to the extent people want to donate food, they can accept it and and distribute it. It's a new model in terms of food pantries. I mean, I know that when I taught at Tuscan, or even when I was a kid, it was just bring your food. And you mentioned that people would just say, oh, let me clean out my pantry. What do I have in there that I can donate? And so now you talked about grocery lists, giving people an idea. So that seems like when you stuff the bean, you actually give people your highest need items. Yeah. And where can people find the food guidelines that you mentioned? So that- it's on our website, um, www.mendnj.org. Um, it's under, I think I have to look now, I should know it by heart, but it's like host a food drive and then there's a link to like the guidelines. Okay, great. Um, and we also have a list of our most needed items on there as well. And then, yeah, so when we bring the green bean out, for example, we're using it this Friday at the grocery store. We're going to give a list out of the specific items that this one pantry requested because we're going to the pantry the following week. That's so cool. Yeah, so it's really, I mean, people are going to go to Stop and Shop and they're going to shop for peanut butter, tuna, diapers, and wipes. That's so It's very great. specific, yes, <laughs> because we know that the pantry manager has said, these are the items that I'm really not getting. These are the things that my clients would really like. And it's also nice because... You know, each pantry has their own base of clients with different cultural backgrounds and different food preferences, or maybe they might know a client that has a certain allergy. So we can really be very specific and say, okay, this pantry has told us they want, even down to the type of produce. So when we go to purchase produce for them, we know that one pantry really wants spinach. Their clients love spinach, and they never can buy it. So we will buy spinach and put it in our coolers on the green bean and bring it to them. That's great. Yeah. Um, Talking about hosting, so the supermarkets are the ones that host you. How does that partnership start? How does it happen? And and what does that entail? So it's a work in progress. Um, We're we're kind of small still, but we're growing. Um, So we've been doing some real specific outreach to, I mean, we started with a grocery store because it's kind of a natural fit. And Stop and Shop has said, yeah, you can come whenever you want. Oh, um, which that's is great. great. So Stop and Shop of South Orange. Of South Orange, yeah. Shout out to Stop yep. and Shop of South Orange. <laughs> Shop there. Um, so we're, you know, we're starting with a sort of a test and learn model with them. But we actually had a volunteer go today and give them bins to start collecting ahead of the event date. Um, and they actually put signs on their shelves. And it says, like, this is a needed item for <gasps> mend. So That's people so can great. just grab it, and they know they can put it in the bin for us. Or it'll stay up through the collection itself. And then they're going to put containers at the front of the store stocked with the items that we're requesting. So, And then, of course, we need volunteer power. So we have... Um, for this slot, we have a, vo- a baseball team from Milburn that's coming to run it for the first shift, and then we just put out a sign-up genius with slots for, like, the afternoon shift. So 
we definitely are going to need volunteers from the community as we grow more of these events. And then we're doing, um, I, I said we did the one at Tuscan. I think we'll do them at schools as well. I think schools and grocery stores are probably going to be where we get the biggest yield of items because people, it's an engaged group, you know, at the school, the kids love it. The physical yeah. act of like bringing something onto the bus is really cool for them. And the parents in this community are super supportive, which is great. And then the grocery stores you have, you know, it's easy to just hand the list as people go yeah. in and they want, you know, they, who wants to say no to a baseball team? Yeah. Uh, collecting, <laughs> you know, needed groceries for a pantry. So it is a little more tailored and deliberate I think That's you know great. it's not like people wanted to donate their junk in the past but no. I think it wasn't really as front of mind right. like everyone should have access to good things right? right and that's the message we're trying to spread um the other thing which is kind of exciting but still we're working out the details is we've been invited to go pick produce at some farms a little further west in New Jersey, but we might have some volunteer opportunities for people to come on like a mend picking day and go to the farm and bring their families and basically harvest some food and bring it right to a pantry. So I met the pantry managers today and I just said, who would be able to take some boxes if we could deliver it, you know, on a weekday afternoon and how many boxes would you want? So we're working out the details now, but that'll be another volunteer opportunity where we could get people to come help us. So Robin, I just love, I feel like everything you're talking about just seems so fresh and new in terms of um, the way people donate, um, in terms of getting really specific, which I think is really amazing. But also the fact that volunteerism, I think in the past, has this old idea that you volunteer weekly, you volunteer at the same time every week. And I love that you're pointing out, for those of you who haven't caught this nuance, that it's a sign of genius. So you can go for a day and you can go for a couple of hours and it's whatever you can do for that time versus having to make a commitment, which I think in our busy lives can yeah. be a very challenging thing to do as much as we want to commit to helping people. Yeah, and I think that's just the life now is it's different now. The volunteer model is different. Everyone's got about 100 different things they're doing and probably volunteering yeah. for lots of organizations. So we're trying to make it a nice quick hit. And we actually don't have a regular schedule yet with the bus anyway so right. just by its nature we have kind of random you know summer weeknights summer weekends there's you know there might be a daytime activity with kids there might be something in the evening for just you know adults depending on if we're at a pantry so so there's there's lots and we're we're building it we're definitely even though we've been around for a long time I would say we're very grassroots right now yeah we're really trying to get you know the word out and tell people what we're doing and ask for help. I am not beyond <laughs> asking for a team of people to come help me get this done. I am, you That's know, great. it's just me and I was a tax lawyer in a past life. So this is a whole new world for me as well. So this is such a great segue that you say yeah. that Robin, because I was just about to say, <laughs> that was not planned. like how you and I were talking a little bit earlier and I was like, wait for the podcast, wait until we start recording. Um, but how our lives have sort of shifted and changed but that now we are where we are, and we could have kind of predicted it if we, of course, the past had 2020 vision, right? Yeah. So what did you do in the past, and how did it kind of bring you to today? Yeah, it's it sounds so unrelated, but it's really not. I mean, I was a tax lawyer for 15 years. I worked for the IRS. You know, I went after people that owed money, and then I worked for Deloitte, and I tried to save big corporations some money, and I got to a point where I just didn't love doing that. <laughs> And I had young kids, and so I took a break, and I started volunteering. Um, and like any type A, you know, probably over-volunteered in a bunch <laughs> of places. And someone reached out to me through a, a volunteer organization I'm involved with and said, you know, I know 
this organization, MEND, is looking for a grant writer. Would you be interested in doing that? And I thought the things I really loved about being a lawyer were the research and the writing and the relationship yeah. building, right? And so I took on the grant writing role. It was supposed to be a six-month gig. That was two and a half years ago. <laughs> um, and when the woman who was running then decided to leave at the end of last year, they asked me to take over as the executive director. So wow. it's definitely a new area, but not completely different. You know, the skill set is still a similar skill set. Yeah. Maybe I could use a little more logistics management in my life <laughs> than I've ever done in the past. Um, but what, actually, one of our interns is getting her MBA in supply chain management, so that helps. That's um, great. Because it is a lot of moving parts to the food pantry world. But the, you know, sort of researching opportunities and persuading people to either donate their time or their funds is not that much different than when I used to write things to persuade a judge to side for me in a case. So it sounds odd, but it's no, really not that different. No, I just want to say <laughs> for all of the younger people out there listening and all the people our age listen, everybody's listening. I think that what I love that I'm hearing you say is just something that I found as a woman I've struggled with. I have talked to other women who struggled with this like, oh, I'm doing something that I didn't expect to be doing, yeah. but I'll figure it out, you know, or figuring out how your skills, people always just asking me, how do you become a producer from being a teacher? But there's so much, you know, overlay, there's so much overlap that I can't even tell you, you yeah. know, and yeah. I think to hear you say how you went from being a tax lawyer to the executive director, there's so much overlap that you've learned and whatever you don't know. An intern. Yes, you figure it out. <laughs> we'll be there, um, or you'll figure it out. And, and I, yeah, and I think it's interesting too. Like I have days where I'm like, I have no idea, and then I have days where I'm like, yes, I'm killing it. You know. So I think <laughs> there's de- you have to be a little forgiving, you know, in this environment. But um, and it's and I think the other thing, just as being a woman, I think we don't realize how strong our networks are sometimes, because I do feel like even though it's I'm the paid employee of the organization, I have definitely leaned on the people I know and talked about men probably incessantly. They might be getting tired of me. <laughs> but I have found that, you know, our networks are bigger than we think. You know, it's not traditional networking and maybe what you I used to think and sort of like have right. to go to happy hour or take clients out to dinner. But we do have a community. And I think by just putting things out there and saying, hey, can you help me do this? I'm also different in my 40s than I, in my 20s. I might have tried to do it all myself and not told We're anyone. We're high-fiving yes. right now. <laughs> you know that high-five? Yes. So I'm not afraid to put things out there and say, hey, I need help with this. I need to figure out this. Who who do I know that can help me? Right. And I have I shouldn't have been surprised, but I it's nice to know that there is a community of people that are willing to right. help. Do you have um, a group that you hang out with? I have somebody I, I keep forming these things called ABC groups, um, which I kind of dubbed from somebody explaining, oh, it'd be great for you to get together and brainstorm with your friends or cheerlead each other or be accountable. I'm like, oh, ABC. Yeah. I think as a teacher, I'm just like, oh, accountability, <laughs> brainstorming and, you know, cheerleading each other, you know. Yeah. So I feel like I keep forming even little coffees, just going out with people where we could do those things. Do you have a general group that you do that with or do you just find yourself meeting with people and having those kinds of experiences um I haven't done anything sort of formally um I have found when I meet with someone through a contact or network person that always we know the same people (laughs) you know so I think organically it's probably gonna go that way yeah um 
you know, Junior League is sort of my wheelhouse because I'm a member and a volunteer there. And so they've been a super supportive organization. And it's a group of women, you know, yeah. volunteers. So it's right up the alley of men. Um, and then I have joined um, Fierce Females, which yes. Lori Zlatnik is doing here. And so I asked Lori once, can you connect me with other nonprofits? You know, and so she did that. So That's great. I think sort of not totally purposely, yeah. purposefully, but it's happening. Yeah. yeah. I feel like this is the thread in my interviews lately is just this idea that not being afraid to ask for help, not being afraid to try something. I was just interviewing some Columbia students today and they were just like, try, just give it a shot. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And I think also asking people for help in this town, we've ta- I've talked about this before, people rarely give you a hard no. I mean, it's really not yeah. a, re- a rejection type of place. You know, people are just like, check with me later or I can yeah. hook you up with somebody who will do it. So that's great. Um, I always ask people, what are your favorite places in South Orange or Maplewood that you like to go to eat or hang out or you would recommend? I think I have been living at Village Coffee (laughs) because, I don't know, it just, uh, every meeting I have is there. So I have to give a shout out to Village Coffee. Um, There are tables and the food is good. And and three for three now. There's yes, three I mean, in a row. <laughs> honestly, that's my go-to for a meeting. Um, let's see, where I just have not been out much else, <laughs> other than to go to meetings. Um, I would say that's my very, very short list for now. Um, there's hundreds of places. I mean, we're always at Roman Gourmet. You know, yes, there's every place in South Orange and Maplewood is. Fabulous. Totally I'm actually annoying. upset that I have not been to Jackie and Son yet because everyone tells me that that place is great too. Yeah, gotta go. Yeah, yeah I know. Gotta go. <laughs> I mean, the thing I love about it is that uh, it's just a new menu. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's so many different places. Like, Falafel Yours is another one of my yeah. favorite places because. I just like variety. Pizza, yeah. you know, falafel. Oh, and, and cornbread I have not gone to, and I saw you were there. I need to get great. there as well. I yeah. mean, this is the thing about doing a podcast is that now I want to try more and more places because I yeah. want to be able to say, hey, try this place. Yeah. Go here. And there's pretty much no place I would not say that about in our two towns. Um, what are you doing for the summer to relax? How do you uh Oh, my God. <laughs> that's comical. Um, that's a good question. Well, we are going to Greece. In Woohoo. August, yeah. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Until that moment I step on the plane, I think it's probably not much relaxing. Yeah. Just because, you know, I mean, I'm creating this myself yeah. to the work. So I could slow down, but it's so exciting. And there's interest in the green beans. So I feel like we're kind of full speed ahead until, at least until vacation. Yeah. And then we're going to pick it back up in the fall. So. And once you get on that sort of trajectory of creating and producing and going, it's a little, I can... Can feel yeah, yeah, and it's fun. It's fun. I mean, my kids are kind of like, "What, mom? Like, (laughs) (laughs) where are you going now?" But you know, they they get it, and they're coming along for some of it. You know, so it's it's exciting. Sometimes I think about the future and what my kids are going to say about me down the line. Yeah, about who I was at this time in their lives and their childhood, and sometimes I come up with some pretty good things lately. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, I'm out there, you know, talking to really cool people. They know that I have a podcast, you know, so um, what do your, what do you think your kids might say about you down the line? Well, they will tell you in the immediate (laughs) time frame that I spend way too much time on my laptop. Um, (laughs) I think they get it. You know, they're older-ish. My oldest is 16. My middle is 13 now, and I have a nine-year-old. And I think, you know, they're just such a great 
they're just such a great generation. I feel like they get giving back. Yeah. They understand, you know, that their life might not be like everyone else's life. And I feel like they, they do get it. I mean, are they willingly helping me move boxes of food every weekend? No, not necessarily. <laughs> but I think they do appreciate that that I'm a part of it and by extension that they're a part of it too. That's really great. Yeah. Robin, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Thank you. I'm so glad we got to talk and I'm definitely going to have to put some of these clips up before the podcast airs so that people <laughs> I can might know. have made it time sensitive, <laughs> sorry. That's okay, but there'll be plenty of opportunities all summer and yeah. you can find them in the show notes, guys. I'm going to put all the information up there and there might be a Sip and Soma live. Ooh. Maybe from a green bean. bean. Yes, we could do have that. to do a little video. I'm yes. all into the videos now. Yes, and Facebook is kind of our home. Real, I mean, our website is newly updated thanks to Four Elbows and South Orange. Um, and Facebook is kind of where we live. We're 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 dabbling in Instagram. We're getting better. So I would say between those three things, you know, we'll post some sign up genius stuff and all kinds of opportunities. Okay, guys, I'll look for the links in the show notes. And thank you again, Robin. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the interview with Mend New Jersey. I hope you learn more about the organization and think about giving during um, any time of the year because they have some great events happening all the time. So please check out Mend New Jersey on Facebook or you can check out the website. Um, I want to share about some awesome events that are happening this coming weekend. So tomorrow I'm taking my kids to Electric Cars and Coffee. Electric, electric car charging comes to Maplewood and they're going to have an electric vehicle car show. I'm really excited because November 10th, um, 10 a.m. will be a ribbon cutting and then they're going to have coffee and refreshments served as we all can check out uh, some cool electric vehicles from Audi, Tesla, Chevy, and more. And un- they're going to unveil the new public electric vehicle charging stations. So I hope that you're able to make it. I think that my kids are going to love it. I actually have to say I believe that I am going to love it as well. So um, I definitely think that it's something to uh, check out. All right, so tomorrow on the uh, 10th of November, I can't believe that it's November already, at 3 p.m. I will be part of the Jeopardy show at South Next 2018. I hope you come out and support. Um... I don't know if you know what South Next is, but each year they bring together local artists, speakers, and performers to think about solutions and ideas um, when they when we are talking about our community's most pressing problems. And I think it's going to be an incredible event with presentations and conversations that are just going to make us more empowered and excited to keep up with our activism and our education. I, I'm really thrilled to be a part of it. I'm very, very honored that Sheena Collum thought of me, and um, I cannot wait to go. So Saturday, November 10th, 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. at SOPAC. I will be there at 3, playing Jeopardy! And Sunday, November 11th, 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. at Seton Hall University. The wristband is $20. It's a great deal for a ticket to the entire festival. Venues are intimate and seating is limited, so make sure you reserve your spot. Get on to um, the website, look up South Next 18 in the, um, on the Google, and uh, definitely go check it out. And I also wanted to highlight that not this coming Saturday, but next Saturday, November 17th at 9 a.m. in South Mountain Reservation, 
they were going to have a 2018 Two Towns Turkey Trot 5K and Kids Fun Run. And it's presented by the Seth Boyd and PTA. November 17th, it's going to be so much fun. There's going to be a fun run, prizes for age group winners and overall winners. Um, there are some entry fees. Go to the website or, or look it up on Facebook and check it out. I think it's just such a great event. And then there's another turkey trot coming up, I know, also run by GNI Fitness on Thanksgiving morning. So there's so many wonderful events happening now and throughout November. I'm going to keep bringing, bringing them to you, um, and eventually my interviewer, my interviewees will be back, I promise. Thank you so much for connecting with me here and also connecting me with me on Instagram and Facebook, and I really love chatting you up. Um, do want to just point out that I do go social media quiet every once in a while because I'm going to events and I'm seeing all of you in person, so if you see me go quiet, just know I'll be back. Uh, but I am an extroverted person in the true sense that I love to, you know, shake hands, give hugs. I'm really a hugger, <laughs> fist bumps, and just see everybody out and about in town. So thank you so much again for listening and stay tuned for more beautiful things to come from Sip in Soma. I'm so happy to keep on bringing it to you. And I'm out. <laughs>